0: Welcome to CC Airwaves. My name is Joel Hansel. To my right is Kathy McKiernan. Hello, Joel. And to my left is Rhonda Abrams.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: In today's episode, we will, uh, with Mother's Day coming up, uh, talk a little bit about um, uh, Mother's Day and grief. Mother's Day comes with a mixed bag of blessings and griefs. We honor living mothers, departed mothers, mothers who've lost children and babies, those who've experienced painful mother relationships, those waiting or trying to become mothers, and silent grievers.
1: Yeah, there's a very mixed bag of different types of griefs that we have with Mother's Day, and it's very close to my heart.
2: So Rhonda, if Mother's Day is difficult for you, I know you have um, three options laid out that are um, sourced from a, a website that we will include on this podcast that is com. Mother's Day Grief. Why don't you take a moment and give us an idea of what those three options are?
1: Yeah, depending on your level of grief and your level of uh, coping with your grief, um, some people just decide to ignore the holiday altogether. Um, It depends on what you're able to tolerate with the grief that you have, but one of the options is just to lay low on Mother's Mm -hmm. Day Um, by yourself, have a private little dinner at your home or something, or... um, a little reflection or journaling. Um, Skip Mother's Day brunch. You know, a lot of families get together and they have this big hoopty da. And if you're grieving the loss of a child or a a mother or a dear grandmother or someone, you may just want to skip that celebration altogether. Um, It's a day. You can celebrate mothers every day during the year.
0: You may want to turn
1: the TV off so you don't see those commercials about Mother's Day and Hallmark cards and the movies that make you cry. Um, Just plan something that's constructive for yourself that day. So that's how to lay low. Yeah, you may also want to just focus on the living ones that are with you. Right. You know, take the day to celebrate your children, your husband, um, a special friend in your life. Maybe you want to take some time to just pass along some of the traditions of your maternal ancestors. There's a lot of things that's uh, baked goods or reading or whatever your- Or their journals. Their journals. Right. Whatever their gift was, use this time to just pass forward those traditions to the next generation. You may want to send spend some love or send love to someone who might be hurting. Someone else, send a card or give a call to someone that you know might be feeling down that day. Um, Godmothers are another
2: person. that of, you can are recognize. Another, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So you can celebrate dads because sometimes dads have a maternal role, depending on who's in their family. The makeup. Yeah.
2: Memorials, that's another
1: yes. option. You can take a visit to a special place that's uh, meaningful for your family, such as the cemetery or maybe a park that's your favorite where your loved one used to walk, uh, cemetery. Um, could be church. Maybe just going to the church and saying some prayers for them, lighting some candles. You could look at old pictures. Pull out your scrapbook. Yeah, that's always Remember nice. Remember the fun times that you had? Another good idea is just to write a letter. A lot of us have pent-up feelings and emotions that you want to say to your mom or your loved one that, you, that is no longer with you. So get out a piece of paper and just write a letter of your heartfelt feelings That's to That's a neat idea. Mm-hmm. And then another idea that I used to do after I wrote my letter, I would put it in a, a ceramic dish and burn it so that the, the, the fumes from it would go to heaven. Yeah, it's something you want to do outdoors, of course, but that's another idea.
2: Or I like the idea of keeping those letters that you write every year on Mother's Day, and then that's a form of your own journaling. Right, and you can look
1: back and see oh
2: what you've done and what you've done, yeah, how cool progress
1: neat. you've made. Yeah. Right,
0: Rhonda, what could someone say or do towards someone who's grieving motherhood?
1: That's a very good question because one of the most hurtful things for someone who is grieving is to hear something that does their heart injustice and it makes them grieve even more. So, here's a couple things that you might want to say to someone who is grieving on Mother's Day. Um, maybe just say, You were on my mind today. I thought I'd give you a call and see how you're doing. And then just name the loved one, keep their mm-hmm. name alive to let them know that they're still loved and their then their departed one is still loved. Maybe when you when you're talking to them, just listen without judgment. Don't try to give any advice or anything. I think that's the hardest part for us when we're talking to someone that's grieving. Right. You don't know what to say. Right. They just want you there.
2: And you sometimes tend to not bring it up because you're afraid of bringing up emotions. Right. But that's let actually those that's flow. important for that person to work through. Right. And, and you want people to be remembered.
1: Right. That's part of their journey. Let let the tears fall. T- cry mm-hmm. with them, you know. Right. You might want to share some memories of how your loved, that loved one impacted you in your life. Maybe you don't want to talk at all. Maybe just go on a like, go in the woods and look at some flowers and trees get outdoors. Just spend some time, important time with them so that they don't feel left out
2: that day. Right.
1: Or any day during the year for that matter.
2: Right. I like the idea of taking a plant or flowers, but especially since Mother's Day is in the spring, um, I think planting pansies in an urn or a pot next to their front door, Mm -hmm. just leaving it there. You don't even have to tell anyone you're coming. Just bring something that will brighten their day Mm -hmm. beyond Mother's Day or even before Mother's Day when you know that they're anticipating this tough day.
1: Yeah. I I like the idea of giving them a perennial. Right. So that every year that same flower comes back up and it brings to their mind, oh, the love that's still there.
2: Right. Yeah. I like the idea of offering to attend a support group with them if that's something that they're thinking would maybe it'd be easier if somebody attended with them.
1: Yeah, I think the hardest part of someone attending a support group is just
2: going for the first time. Right. So right. going with them that might be a little step up for them. Rhonda, what do you suggest not to say or do because that's also very important. You don't want to say the wrong thing. Right. We already mentioned not ignoring the person. Right. And I think that's our instinct is to just stay
1: away and and avoid them like if you see them in church or, or in the grocery store you kind of walk the other way they notice we notice that right you know when you're grieving we notice when people are avoiding so um, don't act like the death didn't happen it's like the elephant in the room right. speak it acknowledge it say I'm sorry that you feel that way and I'm I'm sorry that you're hurting and then move on. Uh, some of the other hurtful things that are said unintentionally are, it's God's will, or you will have other children. Right. Or they're in a better place now. I think I've said that a few times myself. They've said
2: they're not suffering anymore and they're at peace.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good way to say it, that they're not suffering
2: anymore. Yeah, but if someone was ill when they, you know, yeah. suffered a, a long illness.
1: Mm-hmm. Or even, I understand how you feel. It might be true, but it's from the perspective of the person who is grieving. They don't get that you understand how they feel because right. every grief is different.
2: Right. Even and you're if not you have in their, their shoes. shoes.
1: Yeah, you're not in their shoes. Mm-hmm. So those are just some things you want to avoid. If you say them, you know, just try to lessen. Maybe you know. say,
2: I miss her too. Yeah. Or I miss her as well. And, and say their and names. Think of her. All yes. those things,
1: yes. Exactly. Yes. Well, one of the other things that I wanted to bring up is... Um, church on Mother's Day, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: typically for parishes, the pastor will have a special Mother's Day celebration where they have flowers or something like that. And they have all the mothers stand in their seats or come up front and be and be blessed. But coming from my perspective, I was one of the um, unfortunate um, non-mothers for a long time, where I didn't have children just because circumstances didn't turn out that way. And there's lots of single women out there still waiting for their time to come. And when Mother's Day comes and they're in church, what happens when all the mothers are sitting? Who's standing? Who's sitting? All the people there with broken, aching hearts, it's just crushing to endure that. So one of the things I found um, online a couple years ago, back in 2010, a lady named Amy Young wrote a letter to her pastor. And it's something that I kind of copied and I sent to my pastor, not in the same words, but... um, just some tips on what Mother's Day means to people who are grieving or who have no children or who have difficult relationships with their parent. Mother's Day is not happy for them. Mm-hmm. So it's not inviting to be in the presence of all of that joy. Even though you love your mothers, your grandmothers, all the exactly. deceased ones, there's ways to soften or to um, handle the situation a little bit different. So... Um, I think we'll attach this to probably this podcast, but there's some ideas for for how to handle that, on respectfully. How to handle that. Yes. So they can focus on the scripture rather than on the women who are there. Scriptures that lift up women and, and, and you know make them um, more inclusive them. to right. honor
2: all those that are in a mothering role.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe they can talk about the uh, maternal nature of God. Right. Um, it's called. Imago Dei, which is the mothering um, aspect of God. He can talk about that. You may want to mention mothers and motherings in a Mother's Day prayer. And we'll have one a little bit later that will say that is inclusive and includes all types of mothers. Very nice. You can have a special prayer or a blessing without having people stand up.
2: Exactly. So I no agree. one's
1: excluded. Right. Right. You could have a woman come and speak. You know, maybe the pastor is a woman, but maybe you'll have someone who's grieving. Mm -hmm. Speak about women on Mother's Day. Uh, no baby dedications on that day. And it's a, it's a popular day for uh, the pastor to baptize a baby or something like that. Save that for maybe the St. John the Baptist Day or another one of those days. Uh, not on Mother's Day. It's very hurtful when something like that, you know, comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other ideas that she had is no handing out of red or white flowers. Now, here's what we do at our church. They put the flowers up at the front of the church, and at the end of Mass, any person can go up, a man, a woman, anyone that has mothered someone, an aunt, an uncle, a godparent can go and take a flower. So it's not just physical motherhood, it's a spiritual sense of motherhood. So that's the way we do it at our parish.
0: Yeah, so there's ways around that. As Roman Catholics, we have powerful intercessors and saints that can relate to the sorrow and loss that many of us may feel on Mother's Day. Rhonda, could you give a few examples for our listeners?
1: Yes, I think our biggest advocate and supporter is Mary, the Blessed Mother, um, all that she went through, the passion of her son, um, losing him in the temple for three days, just the things that mothers go through. She can so relate to us. So the Hail Mary is a special prayer. And it's short and it's sweet, but it's also comforting. So we can always rely on our blessed mother. There's some other saints that you can find in the Bible. Um, You can look them up on your own time. I'm just going to mention them briefly. There's Sarah, the wife of Abraham, uh, who was barren for a number of years. And in her 90s, that's when she became pregnant with Isaac. And Isaac means laughter because that's what she did when she found out she was pregnant. Um, Rebecca. She had twin sons, Jacob and Esau. So these are some women who had problems um, conceiving, conceiving yes. but God blessed them. There's other women in the Bible, Rachel. There's Samson, uh, Samson's mother. They don't mention her name, but she was also a uh, child uh, childless mother who suffered very uh, for 40 years. There's Hannah. There's the wife of... David and she remained childless she didn't have any children but she was the wife of David and those are pillars of our faith and you could also think about Elizabeth the cousin of Mary and Mary went to go visit her in her sixth month and and that's when God said nothing nothing is impossible for God Uh, in her old age Elizabeth became uh, pregnant so th- those are just some intercessors that we can have
2: as mothers to pray for our needs that we have. Right, and obviously we pray the rosary. That would be one of the wonderful Mother's Day prayers that we can promote and um, in a, our own families and amongst our friends and fellow Catholics, um, Christians. The there's a lot of different types of you know Mother's Day prayers and, and examples or scripture readings that we have out there um, I know uh, Rhonda you have one called a tribute to mothers who are childless childless, and um, there are similar prayers for fathers who are childless mm-hmm. or dad- I'd like to read the one yeah. from um, Mother's Day tribute to someone
1: who has no children because that was my um, dilemma for a number of years so that's close to my heart Um, So just bring your your hearts and your minds and your your griefs to the Lord and just listen um, as I recite this prayer. It's a tribute. I want to give a tribute to mothers who have no children. I've always been sensitive to this time of year to mothers without children. You know the ones. They never had children for whatever reason, some never tried, some never could. Some tried, could and lost their child. And for many it's a hidden pain that they carry deeply deeply. Deeper than any wound, deeper than most people understand. I'm reminded of Hannah in first Samuel chapter one. They never had children, but they they care for others sacrificially simply for the joy of giving. They're willing to fight lions, tigers, and bears for the ones they love. They have more strength than the average man when caring for someone. They're taken advantage of because of their generosity. They love deeply and unconditionally. These mothers make life special for others just because. They find satisfaction in the simple gestures of love. They strive to make the world a better place around them. Most of them, they hide their pain when others take advantage of them. They're always thinking of others and willing to put others ahead of them. This sounds like a mother to me. Many of them wanted children, but they never were given the blessing. And motherhood is a blessing, just as all parenting is. They have no children, but they have a mother's heart. They may not have children, not in the natural sense, but in heart, they are every bit of a mother. They love like a mother. They sacrifice like a mother. They serve like a mother. They give just like a mother gives. And if God were to celebrate Mother's Day, I think would include them in the celebration. Because in God's way of doing things, it's always about the heart. Man does not see what the Lord sees, for man sees what is visible, but the Lord, he sees the heart. That's First Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. This year, as you celebrate Mother's Day, don't forget the mother who has no children. While you're at it, don't forget the one whose mother isn't here any longer and the one who has a hard story with their mother and all the other ones as we celebrate another weeps let's be sensitive to the needs of others that sounds like something worthy to celebrate on such a wonderful day amen
2: that was beautiful
1: I think we had another prayer.
2: Yes, we have the Wide Spectrum of Mothering prayer that I think is an inclusive and beautiful way to acknowledge all those in the mothering roles in our lives. If we'd like to share this with our listeners. And this one is called the Wide Spectrum of Mothering.
1: To those who gave birth this year to their first child, we celebrate
0: you. To those who lost a child this year, we mourn with you.
2: To those who are in the trenches with little ones every day and wear the badge of food stains, we appreciate you. To those who experience loss through miscarriage, failed adoptions, or running away,
1: we mourn with
0: you. To those who walk the hard path of infertility, fraught with pokes, prods, tears, and disappointment, we walk with you. Forgive us when we say foolish things. We don't mean to make this harder than it is.
2: To those who are foster moms, mentor moms, and spiritual moms, we need you.
1: To those who have warm and close relationships with your children, we celebrate with you.
0: To those who have disappointment, heartache, and distance with your children, we sit with you.
2: To those who lost their mothers this year, we grieve with you. To those who experience
1: abuse at the hands of your own mother, we acknowledge your
0: experience. To those who lived through driving tests, medical tests, and overall testing of motherhood, we are better for having you in our midst.
2: To those who have aborted children, We remember them and you on this day. To
1: those who are single and long to be married and mothering your own children, we mourn that life has not turned out the way you long for it to be.
0: To those who step-parent, we walk with you on these complex paths.
2: To those who envisioned lavishing love on grandchildren, yet that dream is not to be, we grieve with you. To those who will have emptier nests this year in the upcoming
0: year, we grieve and rejoice with you. To those who place children up for adoption, we commend you for your selflessness and remember how you hold that child in your heart.
2: And to those who are pregnant with new life, both expected and surprising, we anticipate with you this Mother's Day. We walk with you.
1: Mothering is not for the faint of heart, and we have real warriors in our midst. We remember you. By author
2: and blogger Amy Young. Very nice. And we will include that prayer link to her blog on our podcast site. So in closing, I'd like to thank you, Rhonda, for joining us today and sharing these wonderful insights and prayers and just very helpful information for all of us to um, honor Mother's Day in a very respectful and inclusive way this year and always. Again, thank you, Joel. Uh, Thank you to our listeners. Please feel free to contact us, connect with us via our website at www.clecem.org. That's C-L-E-C-E-M.org. You can also connect with us on social media. Our Facebook site is at Catholic Cemeteries Association, Twitter and Instagram, are at Clee Catholic Sums. And we also would like to invite you to check out our WordPress blog online under our media tab at our website. Um, and also our podcast is listed under the media tab. And you can listen to our podcast, CC Airwaves, on your favorite streaming platform, such as Spotify, or again, under the media tab at our website. So thank you again, listeners, for joining us today. Thank you so
0: much. Thank you, Kathy and Rhonda, for being here today, as always. Thank you also to the listeners for listening to this episode. Hope it was helpful for you and helps you through this Mother's Day and all Mother's Days in in your future. Join us for uh, future episodes here at CC Airwaves. Until then, take care, everyone.